0: Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky.
1: and welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Amy. What's up, everybody? I'm Megan. And we discuss episodes of the Travel Channel's TV show, The Dead Files. This week, Megan will be covering season 11, episode 11. Same on both platforms. It originally aired September
0: 9th, 2019, and it's called Rage. And Amy will be covering Blood in the Bordello, which is season two, episode six on Discovery Plus, and season two, episode four on Hulu, which aired December 14th, 2012.
1: Yeah, I have no idea why it's so messed up. I didn't dig into um, what happened to those. You should have
0: called our show season (laughs) episode this on Discovery Plus and episode (laughs) that on Hulu. That's what we should have called the show. (laughs) We
1: should have called it. Here's the name of it. Figure it out yourself. here's the name good fucking walk <laughs> yeah i was thinking what, i started to make a list of all the things i want to ask the producer that we know uh-huh. and uh one of the things was why can't hulu just get the shit together why is it different all the time uh, fucking hulu i mean it's really off yeah from they, yeah. like it's amazing
0: yours is off by two episodes this week like I, come on and a season <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a different season even Oh, it says season two, episode four in Hulu and season two, episode six in Discovery Plus.
1: Oh, maybe it was the one I was going to do before. That might have been it. Yeah. So, okay. So listeners, I, I did have another one picked out since Megan was 11, 11. I mm-hmm. wanted to do four, four or five, mm-hmm. five or six, six or whatever. And I picked one, I believe it was four, four. And I started watching it and it had. It had some stuff in it that I didn't think we wanted to cover. It was a little yeah. little heavy. And so I scrapped it and grabbed a different one. The, scrapped. Scrapped. The deal is that the one that Megan picked out is takes place in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And since last week, we did two Michigan ones. I thought it would be fun to keep that going and each do on an Ohio one. So I basically went through. <laughs> um, I have a spreadsheet that I got from. I pulled it off of Wikipedia, I believe, not the spreadsheet, but the info. And I put it all in a spreadsheet with all of the episodes and mm-hmm. where they take place and when they aired and what their season number is and all that nonsense.
0: Did you do a control F? I did. Mm-hmm. I
1: did a control F and searched Ohio. And there's a lot in Ohio. Interesting.
0: There's a Well, lot. bowling for soup has a song that's called. There's nothing wrong with Ohio. Oh, really? It's a good song. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's. Uh,
1: yeah. So there's a lot in Ohio. I've noticed
0: that there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot in Ohio and there's a lot in Oregon.
1: Oh, yeah. But maybe I'm yeah. just making that up. No, it feels like it. And like you mentioned before, there's a lot in the uh, in the New England area, mm-hmm. up, you know, Maine, Maryland, Maine, Vermont, uh, Maryland, Michigan. New York. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> Michigan's closer to us. But yeah,
0: let's. Maybe cut that out. <laughs> you know, Vermont uh, and Michigan, those yeah, neighbors. Those right next door to each other. Yeah. They they have they board their borders touch. Before so. we get too far, I'm going
1: to open my drink. So I only have I only have two um rebels left, <gasps> also. <sighs> but I decided I didn't want to drink them both tonight. And yeah, I thought tonight might it. be a two-drink minimum. So oh my God, it is. So I grabbed um. This has been sitting in my fridge for, oh, I don't know, six or eight months now. It's a Cutwater mm-hmm. Tequila Paloma. So this is like a whole margarita. Like a whole a ass can. margarita. A whole ass can. margarita without the salt is basically the only thing missing. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's got the tequila in it and everything. 7% alcohol by volume, which is not that much. No, but
0: so um, I wonder. Sort of start so, with that. So I got, so I went to get my Rebel again, and I think it's only Total Wine is the only one that has it in the Twin Cities. Right. I think you're right. So I-, I had to get the Cafe Agave again, which if we <laughs> if memory remembers, Megan did not like that one. Well, but okay. I got a different flavor. I got vanilla cinnamon. Okay. So. Is it still cream wine? Um, Check the ingredients. Let me see. Mm, I just poured my beverage and it smells like college yes it uh, contains sulfites grape wine with dairy cream mm-hmm. natural flavors and caramel color it smells like college <laughs> Tastes better
1: than i remember
0: oh my like a frat curry. <laughs> well probably because you were drinking like the freaking bottom shelf cheap ass oh it was it was yeah. jose cuervo not gold Ugh. I don't like any tequila, to be
1: I fair. I but. don't really either. Um, I'm not sure what possessed me to get these. I got some other, Cutwater has other flavors. They have a white Russian. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. Comes in the big can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I got a, a few other, oh, they have a mule, a vodka mule and a whiskey oh, nice. mule. And those nice. are both really good. But I I think I was at like a variety pack or something. Yeah. And so it came with these
0: did you the vanilla latte of Rebel is so yeah. freaking smooth?
1: Yeah, it is really this good. This shit
0: goes down. It is really good.
1: good. Everyone. Megan is going to be in the his house tomorrow. We are having our first Patreon VIP happy hour tomorrow evening. That would be April 1st. So and that it's will for be, real. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. And no, because it's April Fool's. Yes, it is. But it will, it'll be uh, a week past by the time mm-hmm. you guys hear this. We will have already,
0: a week already past, <laughs> we will have gathered together. <laughs> oh,
1: dear. Okay. I'm so that's mood. that. What else? Okay. So we talked last time about how our podcast partner for this month, this, sorry, this week, No, this month, this month. Yeah. Yeah. Month of April is a podcast called Haunted UK. Yep. And my candle's doing something funny back there.
0: I didn't like mine. It's like it's laughing or something. Well, they are funny. Well, no, actually the Haunted UK is not a funny podcast. No, they're serious.
1: Right. But so then we decided to add another podcast, um, we weren't able to figure this out in order to get the April 1st episode, them included in the first episode, but I just found out about them a couple of days ago, and they're called Shittin' and Bricks, and they are in Australia, Oh my they're God. Australian I'm, anyway. I
0: love their accents.
1: Yes, they have another podcast with great accents, Oh, and they're really funny.
0: Oh, I love them.
1: And they it's cover- a- some really funny stuff so it's a
0: guy and a girl dominic and i think her name kate. is kate mm-hmm. yeah and they're one of their part of their intro was to cop a squat and i'm like god i love you guys <laughs> i love them so much the they really makes me, kate makes me laugh so yeah hard
1: yeah they both make me laugh i like they're, them a lot yeah mm-hmm. so they do they cover like all sorts of stuff they do yeah Aliens, aliens and James. UFOs <laughs> and ghosts and just anything. <laughs> I guess all that's considered paranormal, right? It's on the yeah. side of
0: normal. So And they also do murders. Like the one day yep. that I listened to, they were covering a murder. Uh huh. Or yeah, it was a murder, I think. Was it the Villisca? No, that oh, was okay. the one I listened to before. Okay. So yeah, I guess they do cover murders. That's a very instant. That's a murder. Did you listen to that one? No, I haven't yet oh my god it's funny well i mean their comment is funny not yeah. the event itself Murder but itself it's not funny yeah they started talking about csi with gil grissom oh
1: <laughs> nice so. nice yeah they're really fun so go ahead yeah. and listen to shit and bricks mm-hmm. and you're gonna hear their promo during our
0: our uh section break mm-hmm. all right what else um oh oh yeah Um, please, please, please review us on Apple podcasts, wherever you listen to us, please, please give us a five. Don't give us anything less than a five star. So (laughs) if you're going to go in there and be like, they fucking suck and give us a one star, just maybe don't do that. We don't, we don't need that kind of, we don't need that kind of negativity in our lives, Mm -mm. but please give us five star reviews if you can. Yes. They make our hearts happy.
1: They do. And so Apple's, Apple, for some reason, I don't understand why, but for some reason, Apple reviews way heavily on the podcast in general. Even if your person doesn't listen on Apple, <laughs> for mm-hmm. some reason, like your Google score goes up and everything goes up if okay. you have a lot of Apple. So it's good to do it on Apple, but obviously any review, anywhere, anywhere is great. Our page is great too. You mm-hmm. can leave reviews right on our website. If you leave reviews in like your podcast app, if it's not the same app we use, we'll never see it. But if you want to do that, that's great. Do it. Take a screenshot. Send it to us. <laughs> we'll, we'll shout you out. We'll shout you out. We'll uh, we'll put it on all our socials and everything. And then this week, I joined a Facebook group where it's a Dead Files discussion group. And I have noticed a couple of past clients from the show have been in there having mm-hmm. discussions and talking about their experience. And I mentioned it to Megan and she suggested maybe we should see if they would like to come on the show and be a guest and discuss what their what experiences happens. were like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Positive or negative, hopefully right. positive. Hopefully positive, yeah.
1: So far, the ones I've read are, Either meh or negative, but yeah, uh, that's whatever. I'm sure there's good experiences too. And so let us know, you guys, if you think that would be interesting, if that's something that you would be interested in hearing is Mm -hmm. firsthand accounts from some of the clients. I think it'd be fascinating. I do too. Yeah.
0: So that's an option. I think it'd be interesting for sure. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And another question, what do we feel about merch? Yeah, I was thinking-
1: Okay, so the artwork that I originally created for logos and stuff, it's not really great for like a t-shirt. Like it's Mm -hmm. not going to look right on a t-shirt just because of the composition of it. Mm -hmm. So I would like to come up (sighs) with something else or I would like to give a call out to all of our listeners who might be creative types and who might Mm -hmm. be artists and who would maybe like to try and create something. Maybe we can do a contest or something yeah, or
0: maybe winner gets some free merch yeah, with their yeah, design on it. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. We could do that. So, and let us know if you have any ideas, if you are an artist or you know anybody who is or, and or uh, what kinds of merch would you like? Would you like yeah. t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, pop um, sockets? Yeah. Uh, let us know. Let us know yeah. what's interesting to you. I have only worked with companies that do t-shirts. I haven't done anything else. Like for my other podcast, we have t-shirts, but we don't have anything else. So I would have to figure out, you know, what, what company to use, but yeah, I I have, I know people who, you know, obviously other podcasters are really cool about helping out and giving ideas. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure somebody would help us out and we'd find something.
0: Yeah, definitely. So yep. share with us your creativity
1: yes please we would love to be able to feature your work um bu- 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 bu. this coming saturday which is last saturday for y'all is the two-hour dead files episode the season finale season finale season 14 and we are pretty excited about it we'll talk about it next week i don't think we'll recap it no but we'll just we'll we'll watch it together at some point between now and next Thursday. And yeah. and we'll, we'll chat about it next week. Hopefully mm-hmm. you'll get to see it. Hopefully you live in a place where it's accessible. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask, because we sometimes talk about what we're watching on TV. Uh-huh. This week, I started watching a show on Discovery Plus called The Holzer Files. Mm-mm. Not heard of it? Mm-mm. Okay. So there's a, a paranormal investigator. Mm-hmm. His name is Hans Holzer. And he did. Is he German? I do believe so. (laughs) Sounds like it, doesn't it? Sounds very German. Very German.
0: (laughs) Did you see the clip of the Alabama governor making a speech (laughs) and she just... belches (laughs) belches <laughs> right in the middle of it oh my god and just no. keeps on going she goes, <laughs> yeah, excuse me and then just keep like it's a big ass belch i'm gonna i'll send it to you because oh dear it's it's bad she doesn't even stop she doesn't even pause well she did she say excuse me yeah well excuse <laughs> me and then just keep going like her she's... whole body moved with this belch like this was like she had just drank a full 20 ounce of coke before this and was like- I, was, I was just gonna say maybe she maybe she did that tic tac
1: challenge where you're supposed to chug an entire can or bottle of club soda
0: or oh, yeah. seltzer or whatever and yeah. try not to burp Like that one guy who did it and then belched and then threw up and then ran into the garage. I was going to say that one. Oh my God, my friend said that to me
1: and I watched it over and over and over again. I was laughing so hard. I had tears streaming down my face.
0: So funny. He's just like, he's having so many reactions and he doesn't know what to feel. Oh my god, I'm
2: sorry people
1: (laughs) listening. If you know, I haven't seen it yet. I'll I'll post it. I'll post a link to it in the show notes because oh dear, it's really funny. funny (laughs) I mean, that's horribly painful. I know what that listen he did it to himself, so that's right. That's right. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) Holzer Files is. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I think it would be a little too scary for you unless oh. you watch it like in the middle of the daytime, all Listen. the lights on,
0: because when I was I, like 16, I caught a clip of Chucky at noon on a mm. Tuesday and I was terrified for the rest <laughs> of the day.
1: <laughs> well, you told us, I think it was last time that you didn't sleep one night because your brother mentioned that he'd seen it. and. Yeah. Was, uh, well, no, clowns. he didn't
0: mention that he saw it. He mentioned oh. that it was a clown that eats kids. Right. And I happened <laughs> to be a kid. That's right. I was perfect for him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. That that might be too scary for Megan. It might be
1: because it starts out. Every episode starts out with with a uh, the, Hans Holzer's daughter. I believe her name is Andrea. Mm-hmm hopefully i got that right and she has all of his old files like audio files from Mm -hmm. his his investigations and stuff is this fiction or true no it's true oh yeah he does a lot of stuff where he uh he has a a medium partner Mm -hmm. who's a medium and he speaks to dead people through her so Mm -hmm. it's her voice but it's speaking. It's the dead person is speaking through her. Oh my God. That would be really scary. And the file, the the tape recordings are all old. So they're all like crackly and and all that. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so listening to that and those spooky voices and every episode opens up like that. And I get chills every time.
0: Oh yeah.
1: But there was one I was watching the other day and they were, it's a, a, a man who's a, like the head of the they go back and investigate these same places that Hans Holder investigated, Holzer mm-hmm. investigated back in the 60s, 70s, whatever. So they go back to these places and there was one that they were in a house and they were doing like an EVP session. So they were saying, is anybody here? If anybody's here, let us know. Yeah. And suddenly the and this guy's big, uh-huh. got kicked from <gasps> like, like. Under his butt, like you (gasps) could see when they showed it slow mo, he was lifted off the ground. His feet were lifted off the ground and he was thrown into one of the other guys. And it was terrifying. If it was fake, kudos to them because it did not look fake to me.
0: No. And it was,
1: yeah, I was, I like, I yelped when I watched it.
0: (gasps) Okay. So my rebel went down a little too smooth and I'm already done with this. (laughs) Oh my God, it's only been... What? You guys, it, it was turned. a week, okay? Yeah. It's been 24 minutes, just so you know. Oh, has it? Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to start. We're going to do the cold brew. Okay. It's wine cream.
1: Wine cream. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, no, that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, it's scary. It's good. I really like it, but I like that kind of shit, you know, so... I don't scare it's, very easily. It tastes Although, like a
0: very strong rum chata. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's too <laughs> strong for me. Oh, is it? I used to watch the show, a show, The Haunting on Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. Yep. I couldn't sleep. No, no more? It was. No, I had to stop. I was having horrific nightmares. Oh, no. And I, I can't do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, no, your limits. No. Yep. And yet yep. here I am recording a podcast about a true crime or a paranormal show. So, yeah. you know, it all you go. circles back. Yep. Yep. Um,
1: What was I going to say? Oh, I started listening to some podcasts by mm-hmm. mediums mm-hmm. and they're talking about like how to talk to your spirit guides, guides and stuff like that. And Fascinating, but it's freaking me out a little. Oh, and you don't scare think- easily. No, I don't, but I'm kind of like feeling like they're really like all around me. Like they're here in the room with me right now. Okay, but
0: like, and that are they there like when you're like having sex or pooping?
1: I imagine they would give you a privacy. I don't know. You Maybe would that hope. would be a
0: question for Amy. I would hope so because I that would give me performance anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: I don't know. I don't know I how it is. With. But like, yeah, what if my dad is one of mine and or my grandma? I don't oh, want them. Yeah. I don't want them.
0: Yeah. Peeping like on me you, while
1: I'm in the shower
0: oh, or whatever. Yeah. That's weird. While you're doing some acts that make you feel vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Like plucking my chin hairs. <laughs> oh, they can see that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Niche the power of stories, anywhere, anytime, with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters, anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com T-A-C. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want, no credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste.
0: Hey everyone, AP here, and really wanted to talk to you about Wantable, which I love because I hate going to the store to try clothes on. I don't like being in the dressing rooms, the lighting's always bad, the mirrors aren't great. I'd rather try things on in the comfort of my own home. So I use Wannable to treat myself. Go in and select a style edit, have them send that to me, get surprised by the different items that might be in there. Some are outside my comfort zone, but it's funny how when I try those on, they end up being some of my most favorite items. I have a handful of items in my wardrobe right now that I have worn several times in the last couple months and they're gonna get
1: continued use. Highly recommend you check out Wantable. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style.
0: All right. I suppose we should get started. I suppose. um, There is um, child death in mine. Oh, okay. Okay. So. I didn't
1: didn't really see anything triggery in mine. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's just there's, a, you know, there's no children involved in mine.
0: So there's in the history, there is, there's child death, but it's not, okay. a, it's not like murder death. It's okay. just death, death. Which... Well, I think almost
1: all of our stories have had child death in history in them because yeah. a lot of these stories are about, you know, back, especially so, you know, 100, mm-hmm. 100, 100, 200 years ago, there mm-hmm. was the healthcare was not great. Yeah. Not, yeah. you know, it was bad. So people died very young. So anyway, okay, I'll just jump in. So mine is season two, episode six on Discovery or season two, episode four on Hulu. Originally, (laughs) who to the loo? (laughs) (laughs) It originally aired on December 14th, 2012. Uh, This takes place in Columbus, Ohio. Our client is Harold, and he owns a restaurant
0: in it. A- I was just thinking that they don't do a lot. Like the the clients aren't really a lot of men. So it's nice. Yeah. Well, this is
1: sort of interesting. It is mm-hmm. a man that, you know, Steve said, My client is Harold. Yeah. Owns this restaurant. But Harold does have a wife who runs the restaurant with him. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of prominent in the story, but apparently mm-hmm. she's not the one that reached out. No, filled out the help me dead files form. Yeah. So they run a restaurant in town called the jury room. And he called because violent spirits are attacking his wife, Elizabeth, and their employees. Harold Mm -hmm. and his wife had just bought the restaurant and the employees see apparitions. Harold and his wife just bought the restaurant and the employees see apparitions. The breaking point was that his wife was pushed and he feels helpless. And it seems to be targeting women. So he's concerned. Don't like that. Nope. So we first see Amy and while she's still in the car, she says, there's too much going on. Mm. And she said the first spirit that she encounters is a dead lady who is depressed. And she saw a chair move. And I assume this is all like when she opened up earlier because she hasn't even walked into the building at this point. So she opens the door and immediately says, oh, okay. Like she you knows, I uh, here's yep. I get it. Yep. And then she swears, <laughs> touches the door frame, and then she says, "There's a lot of sadness. I don't like it back here."
0: Oh, okay.
2: There's a lot of sadness. No, I don't like it back here.
1: There's something very bad up here. Mm. And she's at the base of a staircase going up to the attic.
0: Oh, why do they always pick the attic or the basement?
1: I know. Well, actually the podcast that I listened to this morning when I couldn't get back to sleep after letting the uh-huh. dogs out was a woman talking about ghosts. And she said that ghosts, if they're haunting a house or a, a place like that like you know like this restaurant they will yeah. choose a place that is not highly trafficked
2: because oh. they want
1: privacy or they want to just hunker down by themselves so that's why they, they go in the closet or they go in the attic or they go in like the corner yeah. of a room that you don't go in very often oh i thought it was just because they wanted to scare <laughs> well maybe it's that too it depends on the ghost yeah. i imagine yeah so Amy hears wood creaking and she hears stomping up and down the stairs. And she says, it's him. And she says, there's a shadow man. He's really evil, but he's not a shadow figure. He's, or he's not a shadow. I can't remember which one's which. He's not the evil. He's not the horrible, scary one. But he's a, he's a real dead person, but he's shadow figure. Okay, Shadow yeah. person is the kind that we're. I don't know. I, I don't remember anymore. Don't Paloma's even. hitting me already. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway. It looks she, like you're straight tequila.
1: Yeah. It's it's just because there's. Yeah. It, it just looks like straight looks, tequila. Or water. Because it's clear. I mean, it's that's that's clear.
0: one way to go with it. The <laughs> assessment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she
1: says he attaches to people and he's been here before. He wants everyone out that's never good. No. So then we go to Steve, he's in the bar talking to Harold and this bar is really cool inside. It's all Mm -hmm. like old timey 1900 looking and it's got like a lot of wood, old wood and carved stuff. It's really, really cool. So Harold shows Steve a log book that he has asked his employees to Fell out if whenever mm-hmm. they experienced something and oh like the the bed and breakfast lady yeah there was one other one that did that too yeah yep although she was doing it more she was doing ghost tours on the side yeah. and when steve opened up the book i paused and mm-hmm. read one of the pages mm-hmm. so i'll just read it to you right now because i wrote it down it's she says it's just from uh an employee signed alicia She says, one morning I was opening by myself. It was after 9 a.m., likely 9.15-ish. I was stocking the wells with soups and sauces, and this requires several trips from the cooler to the kitchen. On one trip, I opened the door, I think it was the fridge door, and purposely pulled it all the way so it wouldn't close on me. I picked up the needed pans and turned to the door, slowly closing to shut about six inches from the front. It paused for about five seconds and then continued to close. It was <gasps> almost like someone held it open for a short time. I tried to recreate the events, thinking it got caught on something, but I could not. This has not happened to me. Bef- this has not happened before, to my knowledge. So that's the kind of things they're seeing.
0: Yeah. Is the fridge like I wonder if it's one of those that like when it closes, it locks and you can't open it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it wasn't the fridge door. Maybe it was just a door going from the yeah the kitchen to the mm-hmm. main mm-hmm. room.
0: Either way, it's spooky as fuck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially since no. you couldn't recreate it. It's not like right. something that yeah. fridge door always or that door always does. Yeah. So then Harold also said on opening day during a staff meeting, a picture flew off the wall and hit him in the head. Yeah, can't explain that. No. And they had recently gone through quite an extensive renovation. So if anything was going to, like, he he was saying, like, when things were all upended, that's when Mm -hmm. I would have thought something would happen. But instead, this is after we put everything back and secured everything. So really Mm. Steve asked what he would do if Amy said they had to leave. And he said he really hopes she doesn't because they have everything tied up in this.
0: Everything tied up. Yeah, that's the way it always is. And I don't I mean. How do you not though it's a business? Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of people do that.
1: Yeah, they use they mortgage their everything. houses and everything yeah. to start a business. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're we'll going back to Amy. She sees another guy. She said he's very annoyed about the shadow guy, and he throws a fit about it. She thinks that they might have known each other in life. And she feels it's possibly a long standing feud. Ooh, what's that famous f-
0: feud? The two families, the uh, Hatfields and the McCoys. Yes. Yeah. Hatfield and McCoy. Thank you. <laughs> I kept think... wanting to say the O'Hanigans. I'm like, that's wrong.
1: <laughs> so she says that he's had it and shit's about to go down. He's annoyed with the living because they won't listen to him. And mm-hmm. he's threatening to throw something. I think he already did. Yeah. Uh, the frame Yeah, comes to mind. Yeah. He wants the living to get rid of all the dead, except for him. Of course. Yeah. Because he's the best. (laughs) Yeah. Because the uh, dead people annoy him. (laughs) So he sounds like fun. I know, doesn't (laughs) he? The regular dead man doesn't like the shadow guy because he thinks he owns the joint. He doesn't like the shadow guy because he thinks that he owns the joint. What's he doing? Tries
2: to hit people in the back. But right here, like he's trying to get them like right here. Like, he's
1: trying to touch them or push them or punch them. Oh, he's pissed now. Mm. So now we're talking to Steve, and he is talking to Elizabeth, Harold's wife. She says the building is almost 200 years old. They know some of the history, but they don't know how much of it is true.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. She's heard that it was built on Native American burial grounds and that it was a bar in the Civil War in the 1860s. Oh,
0: they are just asking to be haunted. Exactly.
1: She elaborates on how she was pushed. She was walking to the kitchen and she walked by the office and she felt the push on her back and she fell forward and landed on the ground sort <gasps> of like into the office on her hands and uh, knees. Like it ooh, pushed her all the way yeah, down. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Ooh. Mm-mm.
1: And she as she was getting up, her managers were in the office looking at her and they said it looked like someone pushed her from behind. Wow. Yep. So next we meet Kaylee, who her name is spelled in like the Irish or Scottish way, which is Mm -hmm. Mm C-A-E-L-E-I-G-H. And originally she was called Kaylee, but then at the end they started calling her Callie. So I don't know which one is correct. Mm -hmm. However, that spelling, I did pop into Google and it is Kaylee. Okay. And it is also the same name of the Scottish dance that they do at like weddings and stuff. It's called the Kaylee. Oh, cool. Or you can like go to the Kaylee. Like we, when yeah. we were in Scotland, we yeah. went to this place, bar, mm-hmm. I guess, that was basically just a bar and a dance floor. And, nice. um, and they play fun. music, live music, and they have the, they have you dancing all around. And it's, it's a workout. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is. It's like throwing each other around and jumping all over the place. And people go and go and go and uh-huh. don't stop. It's amazing. Wow. Did they dance the Kaylee at your wedding? Not at the wedding, but we went after. Oh, Yeah. yeah. We went to the Kaylee after. Nice. Super fun. Very hot. <laughs> Very uncomfortably warm. <laughs> I'm sure dancing
0: in a wedding dress probably. Oh, I. they're, they're long, not known for that. Their...
1: I was long out of my wedding dress. Better. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We went home and changed.
0: So Kaylee is
1: a line cook and she says she sees things out of the corner of her eye. Like, what Steve asked her, what? And she says she sees a tall shadowy man in a white shirt. She mm-hmm. can't make out any facial de- facial details, but she feels like she's being watched. She, she said he makes her uncomfortable and her heart rate goes up and she gets anxious. And mm-hmm. as her anxiety level increases, the paranormal stuff increases as well. Ooh, like it's feeding off of mm-hmm. it. She said she walked, she was in the kitchen cooking and she was closing everything up. She walked away. She came back for some reason. And one of the burners was on and she knows that she shut it down. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm a Mm -hmm. cook. We know we Mm -hmm. don't leave those on. We are very, you know, absolutely shut it off. And Mm -hmm. the whole place could have burned down if she hadn't gone back and noticed it. Yeah. So now we're back to Amy. She says the shadow type man doesn't like the living people here either. He said they're just as bad as the dead people. She can't really see his face, but he's wearing black suspenders with metal hooks and a white shirt. With no collar, just a button. Mm -hmm. He follows people. He's stalking them and would like them Mm. to die. Oh, that escalated. Mm -hmm. Don't like that. That's Mm -hmm. mean. She saw a living male and a female that this shadow guy really hates a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. What does he do or want to do to them?
2: Oh, well, one of them he wants to kill. I think in his dreamland,
1: burn them. So I'm going to guess he's the guy with the stove.
0: Yeah, probably burner man. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's Harold and I think, was it her name Elizabeth? Um,
1: The the, the co- wife? The, oh, the wife is Elizabeth.
0: Yeah. yeah, I wonder if that's Harold and Elizabeth.
1: You'll find out. Oh, Just getting ahead of myself. Well, oh, that's okay. It's fine to guess. So now we meet Brenda, the office administrator. Mm-hmm. She works in the office on the top floor or attic space. She's never seen anything, but she has feelings. She feels a very bad man who affects people mm-hmm. who are normally very nice. She cha- it, mm-hmm. He changes their moods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She also said she felt a burn on her arm and she rolled up her sleeve and showed Steve and it happened six weeks ago. And she still had like lines on her arm from it. Wow. And they were like all along the top, like, all from, yeah. her, from her shoulder to her um, elbow pit wow! inside. Yeah. And it really looked more like scratches, but you know, I suppose when you get a burn and it welts up and then it, <laughs> you know, heals up, it looks like a scratch. Yeah. So now Amy's going upstairs where Steve and Brenda were. And then she says, holy shit, there's something very bad. She's trying to get into his head and he doesn't like it. And she explains that. Now that she's looked at him closer, he's not really a shadow man. He's been projecting himself like a shadow person to scare people. He likes to pound the stairs and stand by people and squeeze them. She said, it would feel like you're having a muscle spasm. <laughs> and then in a very spooky voice, she says, There's quite a few of them he's got trapped up in there.
2: You have what?
0: People.
1: No. I know. And then she said, They're all crying in the corner. He says, Don't pay attention to the b- crying in the b- corner. Oh, I don't like that. Don't whisper. Just why? This this ghost is not nice. This is not a nice person. That's an understatement. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. No. Nope. So we're back to Steve and Brenda. And she says she feels that there's a young girl here who's trying to get her attention who died a very mm. tragic and sad death. He asks her to explain how she can sense this but not see the girl. And she says she thinks the girl senses that Brenda can feel her. And so she's trying to, yeah, to make herself known. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Steve when says is Brenda's a
1: sensitive. Well, you know, they I thought so I thought she might be. I mean, never says she is, or at least not on camera, or at least right. <laughs> it didn't make it to the show. But Steve says
2: three years ago, I would have never considered a witness's feelings to carry much weight. But working with Amy has really changed my mind about what people can sense, but not actually see.
0: Wow. Wow. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing.
1: So now it's time to meet a local historian to separate fact from fiction, he says. He's meeting with Nellie Campman. She confirms that thousands of years ago this was a Native American burial ground. The Hopewell Indians had a 40-foot burial mound here. It's a big mound. It was a big mound. That's what she said. <laughs> in 18 in the 1820s the settlers dug it up and they ground ground up all of it,
0: bones and all. Oh my god. And
1: made it into bricks and then built the Ohio State House with those bricks.
0: Well, that is like a whole level of disrespect Exactly. That That's what she said, I didn't too. even know was possible. I, like, yeah. Right? So not only are you desecrating their ancestors and their mm-hmm. family, you're grinding them up. And then using to them to build, build your shit.
1: On their land. Yeah.
0: On their land. Yeah. Oh wow. It doesn't get we, much worse than that. <laughs> I mean, that can only be white man audacity. Oh, right. Oh God.
1: I can't. So in 1831, the county house was built right where Steve and Nellie are meeting. And then it's across the street from the jury room bar. And mm-hmm. the bar was built to accommodate the people that were involved, like the lawyers and the judges yeah. and stuff to go have lunch. It was always a tavern, but it had also been an inn. And in the 1850s was a bordello. Okay. The original building, she shows a picture of the original building and it looked really different. It was like a, I think it was a totally different building. Mm-hmm. Um, it had three floors. And in 1885, there was a fire which took the whole third floor. Mm-hmm. Then in 1913, there was a huge flood. There were heavy rains and a levee broke. Hundreds oh, died and thousands were homeless. <laughs> Hundreds died and thousands were homeless. So now we're going back to Amy. She's in the basement and she sees that men are coming up through the floor. The shadow man goes down there a lot because he likes it down there. And she feels someone strangling her. She thinks it's the shadow man and he's yeah. getting better at getting physical. Yeah, that's gets, not good. No, he gets his energy from the basement and all those mm-hmm. souls mm-hmm. that are down there. Any kind of like crunches down and she's definitely in pain mm-hmm. and she's holding her, her neck and she says, you know, she's, she feels like she's being strangled and she, it hurts a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. And Matt,
1: so sweet, asks if she's okay. And she says, yes. And then she says, but there are men swimming through the floor, and she sees a woman drowning. She's got her oh hand up, trying to reach out, and she's in a lot oh of pain. My god, can you imagine seeing no. this kind of shit? I mean, and feeling it. It's hard enough to just watch, hear her talk about it, but <sighs> to think that she's really seeing that.
0: Ugh. Jeez, it's oh my god. The things that she sees. I, I don't, know. and she's still saying. Yeah. It's really a miracle. Yeah. And all the people who like her, who see stuff. Uh-huh. and mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Megan's favorite part is up next, where Steve is in the library. <gasps> library and... montage. <laughs> and he says he's he's digging two dog cuts.
0: <laughs> and has going to be more to the story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a sex worker named Francis Miller was arrested for murdering a man right at the client's property. So he wants to know more about this. So he meets up with. But
0: what was he wearing, though? I don't remember. No, I mean, the sex worker, oh, the man who. The what sex was the worker. Murdered, murdered, murdered
1: man? Okay. Yeah. But like, Got what it. was he wearing? I thought you wanted to know what Steve was wearing. And I'm like, no. weird, but okay. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's a, that's a path we haven't gone down. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yes. So he meets up with Doreen Juha Sauer, who's a local historian. They meet in a cemetery and she confirms the murder. They zoom in on a grave for uh, someone named Mary Ruprecht.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And Doreen says that this is the family plot of the murder victim. Mm -hmm. And they don't say his name until much later, but his name is Paulus Ruprecht. Mm -hmm. In March of 1853, three 20 year old 20-ish-year-old friends are out drinking and they decide they want to go to the bordello. One of the three men, the victim, mm-hmm. he visits this bordello quite often and he calls it his farm. Ugh. I know, right? Even Steve no was like, he got, no wonder he got murdered. Right? He deserved it. Yeah. Also, fun fact, this murder was on March 31st, 1859. So exactly 163 years ago today.
0: Today. Yeah. Yeah. Happy
1: anniversary. (laughs) 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 So uh, when he goes there, it's past midnight, so they're closed, but he is insistent to get and he's banging on the door and everything. So Francis comes out, tries to scare him with a gun. Mm -hmm. She shoots him dead in the street. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good riddance. Yeah. See ya. So back to Amy, she sees people are yelling and there's blood on the floor. So she Mm -hmm. hunkers down and touches the blood that she can see on the floor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she picks up a really strong residual energy. And she senses the murder. She says it's a male. Mm-hmm. And he said, people put themselves in stupid situations and they deserve what they get. And then he says, well, now you've got blood on your hands, too. But I don't, I don't know if he's talking to Amy or to the woman who murdered him. I don't know. I'm I not, don't know. I'm not clear yeah. about that. I don't know. Okay, so. Now we're back to Steve. He's still in town. He's looking for more information on this murder. Mm-hmm. He meets with an author named Tom Betty. And this guy tells him that Lorenzo English was the mayor and the judge. So he started this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he took all the testimony and everything, and then he transferred it to the common court. So mm-hmm. a different judge proceeded over the trial. The original guy, Lorenzo English, was a very, very strict and religious. He was highly revered, but he had no friends. (laughs) The new judge, (laughs) the new judge that actually presided over the trial, he was also very revered, but he was kind hearted. Mm -hmm. So Francis claimed self-defense because Paulus was banging down the door. So she ended up being charged with first degree murder, but was convicted of manslaughter Mm -hmm. and she was sentenced to 11 years it is believed that had the mayor been the judge that she would have been convicted of first degree murder sure so she did get out but by then she had lost everything yeah so she died penniless penniless and alone is, as you, as, <laughs> as kenyan would say penniless
0: and alone and alone that's too bad
1: yeah so amy goes back up to the attic she's like i got to find out who this guy is so she it feels like she's pulled back up to the attic. Mm-hmm. So she goes up there and she says, he's pretty powerful. He's very religious. I guess who that is. Um, um, she said, he doesn't want me to get into his mind. And the man is saying to her, they deserve to be punished because they were all evil doing very bad things against God. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: He man, should get together with the mom from last right? week. Right. That Mother in law.
1: Yeah. It was, oh, not yeah. The, mother-in-law, it was the mother in law. It was a No, that was
0: the mom. Oh, yeah. Geez. I had the mother in law.
1: Yeah. You had the mother in law. We had, we had some good mother. That we, that we, should have been our Mother's Day special or something.
0: Oh, it should have been <laughs> missed opportunity.
1: Oh, we can replay it at Mother's Day. Yeah. So Matt asks if this guy is a threat. And she said, Well, yeah, he can hurt you. He hurt me. Mm-hmm. And then Matt asks point blank if he wants to kill the living. And she says, Yes. <laughs> so now we're on to the sketches and she, sketches the shadowy man in the basement Mm -hmm. and this time when the person said amy is this what you saw she just nodded yes she didn't say (gasps) changing it up amy yeah this was early though this season. yeah okay so at the reveal it's harold elizabeth so the husband and wife and then brenda the okay the office manager manager. yep yep so amy the first person she talks about is the sad lost woman she says she's maybe a mother Mm -hmm. And this is not mentioned in the show, but I did do some digging and Francis was a mother. She had three children and a husband. She says she's hysterically crying. There's a sense of loss. And they determine that this is Brenda's woman that she senses Mm -hmm. up in the attic. Yep. Steve says he thinks it's Francis Miller from 1859. Amy confirms that she saw the murder of a man. Mm -hmm. He was slumped over. There was blood everywhere. So she agrees. Mm -hmm. It's probably her. Mm -hmm. And. She explains how even though Francis didn't die here, it could be her because the dead return to a place that is most important to them in life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'd say that was pretty important to her. Yeah. Yeah. For the event that ruined her life happened. Exactly.
1: So Amy then talks about the male in his 20s who's in the bar. He hates the depressed woman. Uh, She saw him coughing up blood and Mm -hmm. Steve thinks this is the victim, Paulus Mm -hmm. Ruprecht. Mm Mm-hmm. She said she's not sure if it's him, but he is angry with the living because he wants the place to himself and he can Mm -hmm. touch and push. And I guess this could have been somebody other than Paulus, but they didn't really go into who else it could have been. So Mm -hmm. Elizabeth tells her story about how she was pushed to the floor. And Amy says, oh, my. Harold talks about opening day when the picture flew off the wall and hit him in the head. And Amy says, this guy is at the end of his rope with the other dead here. He wants to trash the place.
0: Oh, not good.
1: Yeah. The next entity, Amy says, I don't like this. And then she explains the shadow person who's not Mm -hmm. really a shadow person. He's trying to both hide who he is and to scare people. Mm -hmm. And when she realized he wasn't a shadow, she tried to get to who he really was. And this is the very religious man who thought things were going on here were sinful and people were Mm -hmm. doing things against God. Steve brings up the mayor. Apparently he was known as the hanging judge. Oh, great. So. She says she's sure that's him. Yeah. So now we can be sure that if he had been the one presiding over Francis's trial, she would, she, she would have been. would have been hung. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She sees him on. She sees him on one side and the woman screaming on the other or woman on the other side. And he is he's the one screaming to her about the bitch in the corner. Oh, so Francis. Yeah. Steve asks why he's here. And she says he didn't get to do what he wanted with her in life cree yeah he wants this
0: he so he wants to torment her basically forever
1: yeah yeah he wants this place destroyed he wants to burn it and they talk about how kaylee comes back to the burners and sees them on and amy is shocked. and then amy talks about how he grabbed her and it was extremely painful brenda talks about her scratches and amy says yep that's mm-hmm. probably him and she is most worried mm-hmm. about him because, as she told us before, there's a male here that he wants to harm, but a female that he mm-hmm. wants to kill. Now, Amy had a sketch done and of him attacking her. Oh. Amy, so I did something a little bit different with my sketch. I sketched him attacking me. You
2: mean, you sketched yourself. Yeah, You've never done that before. No
1: so she pulls out the sketch oh i have to send it to you go refresh your drinks friends (laughs) i almost accidentally sent it to greg (laughs) he'd be like what the fuck is this
0: i don't believe this shit (gasps) oh my god Yeah, it's hard to see close because
1: it's all really, really dark. There's a lot going on But basically,
0: Amy's crouched down with her hand on the floor and another hand, like, touching the space between her eyes. Like, she's in a lot of pain. Like, her head hurts. And there's a black man basically standing or on top of her with his hand around her throat. Mm -hmm. Oof. So
1: she doesn't know who the male is that he wants to harm. But the woman he wants to kill, she says, is short, petite, brown hair. She's basically describing Kaylee. Oh, it's her. And yep, I'd written in my notes, she just described Kaylee to a T. And then Steve goes, Well, you just described Kaylee to a T.
0: You and Steve are so connected. <laughs> like, got like or BFS. Yep. yep. So Elizabeth
1: asks if Kaylee will be safe when she gets out of the building. When Amy says yes, but he'll just move on to someone else. He's not going to mm-hmm. be satisfied. He's going to mm-hmm. find someone else. So we have the fragmented Mm -hmm. woman, the judge, the mayor who wants to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor slash judge. Yep. And then the male 20 year old braggart, (laughs) she calls him, who doesn't like the dead. Such a good word. (laughs) I know. She is concentrating on removing the mayor Mm -hmm. since his main weakness is his religion. She wants him to bring in a, quote, man of the Mm cloth to bless the entire location. Mm -hmm. She said this will keep him out and all the dead will go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then she said. If things are still happening after that, you might have to go with an exorcism. (gasps) I know. And I wrote in capital letters, this is why we need updates. Yeah. Yeah. But the update, you know, the little update they do at the end of this was, was good. It it said that they had a priest come in and bless the place and they reported no further incidents. Oh, good. Yeah. So I did look up some stuff about the jury room Mm because I was interested in this place. Mm -hmm. Is it still open? Yes, but this was in 2013. In 2014, they sold it to a man named Okay. And he bought it. They put her name in the paper. Her name was Liz Lesnar. I know she went by Elizabeth in the show, but Mm -hmm. he planned to open it up the following month as he wanted to call it 1831, which is the year that it was built. Yeah. It is the oldest bar in Columbus, but he didn't want to continue that tradition. And his original plan for the restaurant was to call it Balls, because he specializes in making meatballs.
0: That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He sounds like a huge prick. Yeah, he really does.
1: Anyway, so he decided to call it the 1831 Tavern, Good. but then under that on the sign he wrote Balls
0: Bar. It says Balls Bar. Anyway, sounds like his name is Brad and he was in a frat. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it didn't last that long for that. Then it Shocking. became the I know. Then it became the <laughs> blind lady tavern, and okay. now it's back to being the jury room. Oh, good. Owned by somebody else. Okay. I went to yeah. their website and the new owner, Megan Dempsey, said that she and her late husband, Mark, renovated it. Her mm. husband, Mark, she bought it 2019, I want to say. Yeah. And her husband died in 2020. And she opened it in in February of
0: 2021. Oh
1: man. And then I saw an article that said the basement space won't be of use. Hopefully it's rumored to be haunted. It used to host ghost tours. I really what hope you, that. What do you bet? It's the balls guy. That Yeah, I'm sure tours. it was the balls guy. Yeah. And it was featured on an episode of the travel channel show, the dead files. <sighs> they said it was a site of an Indian burial ground and that previous tenants have experienced paranormal activities such as being shoved by an unseen first Force. Stove
0: first. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the first. <laughs> I don't know what language. I'm speaking, with, yeah.
1: <laughs> they see stonebirders turning on by themselves and settings of a man dressed in white. And the owner writes, replies, that's a bunch of hooey. Okay. Yeah, but it's not. Well, wait. It, there's, you know, if it's not haunted now, she
0: probably doesn't. Yeah. Know, did Greg write that comment? Yeah, <laughs> that's a bunch of hooey. Oh, Gregory! I think he'd use a different word, but <laughs> I bet he'd say malarkey. Yeah, probably <laughs> malarkey. No, he'd say bullshit. That's yeah.
1: bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. It's that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> that's what he'd say. Okay, so now we'll we've take got a break. Our, yep, podcast and, break. And, yep, and we'll listen to the promo for promo. refresh your drinks shit and bricks and haunted uk yeah yep let's keep listening because yeah. the promos are cool but they are. yeah but Go also
0: don't leave refresh yeah, don't your drinks leave. don't leave refresh, refresh your drinks,
1: your drinks. Take, your, take your phone with you or however you're listening yeah maybe and if you're and, uh, taking
0: a computer if you're listening on your computer though maybe just pause it and don't yeah just pause yeah right and come back
1: oh hi there this is kate and i'm dominic and we are your hosts of Shitting Bricks, the podcast. Every week, we'll bring you an episode of what makes people shit bricks. Is it a fear of death, deep water, running out of wine, cannibalism? We take a warped look at these topics using examples from history that are the epitome of some scary shit.
0: You can find us on all the regular podcast streaming services like Apple, Spotify, and Google for exclusive content, including behind the scenes nuggets, Links to weekly
1: topics and maybe even merch in the future, head to Shitting Bricks Podcast on Instagram
0: and YouTube. But for now, drop your Dax, pop a squat, and let's get into it.
1: Are you interested in stories of ghosts, poltergeists, and the paranormal? Do you love an amazing tale of an unsolved mystery, a strange disappearance? How about a UFO encounter, or even a first hand sighting of a creature that should only exist in your nightmares? Why not join us over at the Haunted UK podcast, where every two weeks we delve deep into the tales of the strange and unusual, the unsolved and the downright weird? The Haunted UK podcast is available on all major platforms as well as being on Instagram and coffee. So why not give us a follow and get involved with the show? Thanks for listening. And we really hope that you'll join us for our next episode. And on that note, it's back to the show.
0: All right. Okay. So now it's my turn. This originally aired September 19th of 2019. Uh, season 11 episode 11 and it's called rage and it's just a delightfully happy rock nice um yeah i that? mean it's really yeah it's it's really nice so we're in lynchburg ohio and every time he kept saying lynchburg i kept thinking he was talking about tennessee but it's not it's ohio uh. and we're with carissa um and she's a former mma fighter and steve is like oh. i knew that if she was freaked Things gotta be bad. He's
1: always like, You're a big guy, you're scared. <laughs>
0: like yeah.
1: It doesn't matter how yeah. big you are strong you are, you can yeah. be scared of a ghost.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay to be afraid. Um, it's all right to cry. So <laughs> get in touch with your sensitive side. <laughs> um, so, Carissa says the paranormal activity is out of control. She said her mom, so she lives there with her husband, Terry. Eric and her son, Kira, and then her mom um, and her mom's health is really bad. She thinks it's actually trying to kill her mom. Yeah. Her kids are being attacked and Steve asked how long they've been there. And she said, we've been there nine years and things changed two years ago when her daughter started seeing things. And she said, um, as soon as her daughter started seeing things, things just went from zero to fucked up, like right away, <laughs> zero to fucked up zero to fucked up that was a quote um, that i created feel free to use that in everyday life that can be on our t-shirts yeah oh there we go march she worries that it's something that's from the cemetery behind their house Mm. oh that's a solid worry Mm -hmm. i would be worried of that Mm too um so then steve asks what's happening like you know what why did they call in? they feel like they're being watched Objects are thrown. There's constant shadow figures around them. They're being physically touched, declining health, cold spots in the house. And she said her mom's health is the worst. Um, she's actually like the day before they came, she actually checked her mom into a hospital Oh no, because she was so sick. And, and her mom has also told Kristen that it's trying to, to kill her. And then Carissa kind of starts breaking down and she says, I don't know what the fuck I'm fighting here. How do you fight what you can't see? Yeah. And she's worried about the mental health of her son. Mm. Um, she said she's afraid that her son is going to go into a dark place that she won't be able to pull him out of. She's afraid she's going to lose her mom. Her daughter is terrified. Like, it's it's not great. It's just really not great. Wow. So we go to the living room and she tells Steve that she sees shadow figures constantly running around on the floor, on the ceiling, large black figures that you can't see through. And she said, everybody sees them. They rush you. And she said, they've actually knocked her over before. Good Lord. Yeah. She was actually choked. She felt two hands around her neck, felt like a hand, fingers digging in. And then she actually got scratches in her neck and Ugh. she took pictures and I'll text them to you, but there's two scratches Ugh. right down her, like big scratches right down her neck. Yikes.
1: I have been choked two hands around my neck is what it felt like. Just could not get air.
0: Okay. So, but it felt like a human hand?
1: Yeah. Just fingers digging in. And when I looked in the mirror, there were scratches down my neck and across my chest.
0: Uh, then we go into Chris's mother's room, and she said she'll be fine one minute. And then she said she's just aggressively angry the next to the point where she wants to smack the hell out of somebody. Wow. She said it's just instant rage. Uh, title. <laughs> we have a title. Uh, we have a title. She said her mother sees shadow figures all of the time in that room. She said she woke up with one standing over her. Oh, God. And Carissa said she's terrified she'll come down one morning and her mother will be dead Ugh. from this thing. Yeah. Yikes. And Steve asks, what do you want? Like, what do you hope to get out of this? And she said, I hope you can save my family mm. because it's it's not good. No pressure, though. No pressure. But basically, everybody will die if you yeah. don't help. But no, pr- my son will sink into a depression, but it's okay. It's cool. Just do whatever you I'm can. I'm sure, you know, give it your best shot. Yeah. Hey, forever. So then we talked to Terry and we're in the garage for her husband. Nope. It's been a while, but here we are back in, back in the garage, good old garage, the man's man area. (laughs) Um, Steve asks Terry to describe what's happening. And he said, the mood swings over the past year have just gotten infinitely worse. He said, we're constantly down each other's throat, always arguing, snapping over the littlest things. And then Steve asks about his experience and he said, oh yeah, I've had experiences. He's been sitting in the living room and he said the temperature will drop 20 to 30 degrees, which I don't know if it drops that much. That's a, but whatever. I mean, maybe they've had a thermometer and they've recorded it and it'll be just in one spot. And Steve asks, how long does it last? And he said, it lasts a few minutes. So, I mean, it's a solid, Hmm. like it's not just a breeze coming through. Yeah. He said he was in the in front of the garage working and he looked up into his daughter's room and he saw a black figure with red eyes. He ran up to check to make sure that, that she was okay and there wasn't anything there. Well, I was out in front of the garage and I looked up in my daughter's room and I see this big dark object with red eyes. Hmm. And then he was, another time he was working his garage and he looked up and there's a person there with short hair, clean cut, looked away and looked back again and gone always they always disappear when you blink yep yep never blink just keep your eyes open (laughs) forever um Steve asks what he thinks it is and he thinks it's evil and they always think it's evil even when I had mine I thought it was evil but I don't know if because Frank wasn't evil like I think it's just the the common adage we fear the unknown yeah well and it's I didn't know creepy to have somebody following you around yeah yeah So then we're talking to Kira and she's seven. And so, and she, these kids look so old. Like I would have put Kira probably 10 or 11. Really? Yeah. She just, she looks old and that's not a bad thing. Like I'm not saying like, oh my God, she's, but yeah, she looks old for her age, but you can tell she's seven just by the way she talks and she sees a man come out of her closet. He's wearing blue pants and a blue shirt with brown hair. She said, sometimes he talks to her and she said, he really scares her and she doesn't like to sleep in her room. And Steve asks what she does. And she said, sometimes she said, she just stays awake all night. Oh God. I know. She said, she sees a little girl. Also, she said, she's wearing an old dress. She has short hair. It's curly. She has a bow in her hair. And she said, she scares her as well. She said every time she goes past her room, she runs past it because it isn't fun and she oh. wants everybody to leave. Yeah. Then we're talking to Eric, who's 15. He agrees it's really dangerous there. And so Steve asks Eric what kind of uh, experiences he's had. He said he hears a voice calling his name, but like it's whispering in his ear. He said it sounds like a woman. He said he's trying to sleep and he'll feel something touching him on his arm or his hair. And he said, it's just really cold, like cold touching him. And he does think everything that's happening, illness and everything is due to the activity. So then we go and we enter the research portion of the show and we meet with um, a historian named Elaine Williams and they meet in the cemetery behind their house. Hey, mine did too. Yeah, hashtag twins. And it's called the Morrow Bobbitt Cemetery. And so the reason it's called that is because the land was originally owned by the Morrow family. And then they sold it to the Bobbitt family. She said there are a lot of dead kids here from cholera. Infants, toddlers, teens, and people in their 20s just cut down in the prime of their lives. The area was hit hard. And she said it was actually rural areas tended to be hit harder than big cities. Because rural areas would actually fertilize their crops with human waste, <gasps> um, which is where cholera comes from. Oh. I think so. Pretty sure. Maybe that's dysentery. I don't know. Something comes from waste. It's never good. Waste is never good. No, it's okay. It's, it's leaving a it's body waste. for a reason. Yeah. It's so not supposed to reason. go back in. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, she said most people died in the 1840s or 1850s. And um, some symptoms would be fever, vomiting, and then you know, diarrhea and death after that. She said there were burials every few days, if not every day. Like cholera was bad shit. People were dying left and right. And she said actually, two of the Morrow daughters died during the epidemic, and they are actually buried in that cemetery. So then he, Steve called the cops and asked them to do some digging. And then we find out there was a brutal murder 350 feet from the front door, which I hate the phrase brutal murder because I just isn't every murder brutal, like, well, to an extent. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just I
0: don't I know. I think
1: it just means it was exceptionally gruesome or
0: overkill or whatever. Okay, But this one really wasn't brutal, in my opinion. You tell me your thoughts. Maybe I'm just I don't know. You're so hardened. in May of, you just a cynical, person. <laughs> so in May of 1879, we have Severus Swartz, and I, for the life of me, cannot turn my closed captions on anymore. I've told you this before. I don't understand what it. I hit the up button, and it doesn't go to the caption box. So I don't know. I'm going off of phonetic sounding here. So we've got Severus Swartz and he owned and ran a saloon and his his brother-in-law, Ezekiel Brew, showed up just belligerent and drunk. Ezekiel wanted to join a card game, but the guys didn't want him to. They were like, get the fuck out of here. We don't want you. A wasted man. I don't know. That's I'm paraphrasing <laughs> what I think they said. So Ezekiel tried to start a fight and his brother-in-law Severus ran up and tried to like, come on, you know, lock it off. Ezekiel bashed him in the head with a chair and a week later he died. <gasps> so I just, I feel like that's not that brutal. No. Like when I, when I feel like brutal murder, I hear like he ran into my knife 10 times, <laughs> you know, like that's a brutal murder to me, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure Severus's family would think differently. Um, so, um, Ezekiel was convicted of murder and sentenced to 10 years of hard labor in the Ohio state penitentiary gets released and he gets right back to drinking. Oh, good for him. And in 1893, he died at the age of 51. Wow. So then we go into our library montage and, and Steve is digging around for more info and he finds George Remus who was a notorious bootlayer?
1: Yeah. Now I know. Well, I like bootleggers. All right. Maybe not all of them. Might not like him.
0: Might not like him. Okay. So then we meet with historical author, Lou Hebert. He started as a criminal defense lawyer in Chicago, the windy city. Um, But then he decided, you know what? I want to be rich fast. Um, And I'm not going to get that being a defense lawyer. So he buys a bunch of distilleries in the Ohio, Kentucky area. One was about 2,500 feet from the client's property. It was, pr- it was big. It was so big. How big was it? <laughs> it was so big. It could store 600,000 gallons of whiskey. That's a lot of whiskey. That's a lot of whiskey. So, but remember this is during prohibition. So he got around prohibition by making medicinal alcohol. Yep. However, it's crazy how much of it was lost or stolen and then made its way to the black market. Wow. George profited very, very successful, made $40 million in three years. Now, I don't know if that's 40 million in 1924 money or if that's 40 million in our money. Either way, it's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of dough. It's a lot of, it's a lot of dough. So he named himself the king of bootleggers, which is just wow, so pompous. That's, like, don't don't give yourself a nickname. Yeah. Like, no,
1: George. You're supposed to let um, other people give you the nickname. Yeah.
0: Yeah. George. And, and he ruled with an iron fist. Like, he was not your jovial fun guy. Right. Um, so he said some of his business associates ended up with bullet holes in them. Hmm. Not great. So then in 1925, George goes to prison for two years. He gets caught bootlegging. And while he's in prison, you know, his wife has needs. She has an affair. Uh, to add insult to injury, when he gets out, she files for divorce. <laughs> you don't divorce, George. George divorces you. <laughs> so on October 6th, listen, October is not a good month, apparently, yeah. because lots of shit happens then. Yeah. It's a spooky month. October 6th, 1927. His wife leaves. George takes off after her in a park in downtown Cincinnati, pulls his wife out of a taxi, shoots and kills her right in front of everybody oh my broad God. daylight. Turns himself into the police, pleads temporary insanity. Jury oh, buys it, gets off scot free. Uh. Yeah, it's great. So now we move on to Amy. And so she gets there and she said, There's a woman in war paint. And she said, Beware of the snakes on the land. She encounters an old man inside and she thinks he's one of the snakes and he's killed before. Then she also sees a guy drinking. She said he's moving around the room, bouncing off the walls. She said he seems very frustrated or confused Um, and people would hear him moving around, moving things. And she said he either died or began his death process here. Mm. So now we're into the living room, and this is where um, Carissa was talking about being choked and pushed. So she sees a shadow woman with long hair in this room, and she grabs people's necks. She said there's an indicated, she indicated there's a living lady lady who's a bigger lady, her words, not mine, 40s or 50s. She said she would feel touched, pushed. She would feel long fingers around her throats. She said the shadow woman was murdered and she wants revenge. She can't remember who killed her. So she just hurts everybody. She said the living people would see her as a shadow figure. She would see red eyes. And she said, she also moves like a spider. Don't like yikes. Yeah. So then we're in Carissa's mom's room. And she said the person in this room would see shadow figures standing at the end of their bed the shadow figures are doing bad things to this person. She said they're crawling on the bed, crawling on to this person, and they're melding with them. Ew. Yeah, not great. People would experience anger and sadness and frustration. And she said they would feel like you want to hurt people. Um, and she said it's extremely detrimental to the to this living person in the, the room. She said it would potentially kill them. Um, and then she sees an, another bad man. Um, she thinks he's the brother of the guy bouncing off the walls, the member of the guy in the front who is drinking and everywhere. Yep. She said he carries around the cold of winter. She said so when people are around him, they'll be very, very cold. Oh. Um, and she said he doesn't like children and he will kill them. Oh, yeah. Not great. Um, and then she sees a dead child laughing and giggling on the stairs. She said she likes that space and the living would hear her would feel her jumping on them. She said she would go in and out of the closet, and she said this was a young girl with curly hair, and she was sick for a long time before mm-hmm. she died. We have a lot of people she talks about here. Then we've got another woman. She said from the 1800s, she calls her the pioneer woman. She said she is a very consistent dead person there. She's there all the time. The living would see her, feel her. She gets her. She sees her getting into bed with people. Ew. She's Yeah, she's very consuming. Um, the living people would have a lot of physical illness because she's, she's like trying to hug them. And so she drains their energy. And she said she's so hot. She has a fever. She said she, at the end of her life, she was choking or drowning. She said she had vomiting. She said she had diarrhea, fever. She said she was very, very sick. She thinks she's 17 or 18 years old, and she thinks she died a long time ago. She's thinking mid-1800s. Mm-hmm. She's buried there as well. So then she sees the guy bouncing off the walls again. He's got short hair, salt and pepper, you know, brown hair, thinks he's 50s or 60s. She said she's getting a lot of drinking, a lot of alcohol. He's sad, he feels broken, and she's trying to numb the pain with the alcohol. And She said the base of her head hurts a lot. She said she probably drank himself to death. The last one we get um, is another older man. He's very angry. He's white. He's in his 60s. She said she's getting a name, George. He feels very educated.
1: Hi, friends. Amy here. At this point, my internet crapped out and it cut me out of the Zoom. While Megan was waiting for me to come back, she sang songs and basically talked to herself. Of course, that's not recorded in the Zoom, but I do have both of our Audacity files, which at some point I will edit and put up on Patreon because it's hilarious. The internet crapped one more time a little later, but I think we ended up covering everything. I've upgraded my internet and gotten a new router, so I think that will prevent this from happening again. Oh,
0: and she's back. She's back. She's back. She's all the way right back. Ooh, boop, 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 boop. I
1: have a feeling this is part of what was going on mm-hmm. earlier when I couldn't um when I couldn't watch anything mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. I think it has something to
0: do with that. Okay. Um I hope you enjoy <laughs> my singing that I uh, was giving you. So. That's lovely. Oh, I have to no it's all in the recording um don't you worry you've got about two minutes however long you were gone of me just singing oh cool okay. mostly all by myself by celine dion <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> okay Listen, it took some turns that i don't think anyone was prepared for okay <laughs> oh this will be a fun video version then Yeah. All right. So we're just going to start with the old man because we're almost done with that. Okay. so we get another. um, The last one we get is an old man. She said he's very angry and he's a white male in his 60s and she's getting the name George. She sees him wearing like a white coat. He's very educated. She said part of him, he's got like his foot in a ditch filled with dark liquid and she said he feels a very strong connection to this because his foot's in it she said he just he feels like it's a part of him he's telling amy to get the fuck off the land she said he's um telling her that he's ran people off it before and she said he was a very bad person oh so then we go to the sketch is this what you saw yeah that's what i saw now we're in the reveal. So it's Terry and Carissa. And he introduces them. She said she lives there with her mother and two kids. And she said he said the activity is getting more violent um, by the day. So then Amy talks about the first when she first walked in, she encountered a male who was a mess. He seemed drunk. He was running around. You would hear him knock on the walls. He would move things around. It sounds like something fell, and you go look for it, and nothing fell. Mm-hmm. 50s or 60s with a short buzz cut. She said he was very tan from working in the sun. She said she got a lot of head and neck pain with him. And so she said he was drinking a lot to numb the pain that he was feeling from his life. And she said uh, he drank himself to death. Ish. And so that's when Steve started talking about Ezekiel and how he killed his brother-in-law. So the next person she thinks is the drinking man's brother because they resembled each other. And she says he's really bad news. He bullies anybody that he doesn't care for. And she said, if you were around him, you would see really, you would feel really cold spells. And then that's where Terry, the husband, started talking about you'd be sitting in the living Mm -hmm. room and just out of nowhere, it would get really, really cold. Mm -hmm. And then Kira sees him too. She said, uh, that's when Carissa starts talking about Kira seeing him with wearing blue pants, a blue shirt and brown hair. Then we have another dead guy. Um, we said older male, sixties, seventies. She said one foot is in the trench with filled with dark liquid. She said he. She heard the name George. He was highly educated, a lot of money, and he feels like he's the boss of this land and doesn't want anybody here. And so that's when Steve talks about George Remus and how he was a lawyer. And, oh, he and was he a lawyer before he was a bootlegger? Yep. He, oh. he lived in Chicago. He was a, a defense lawyer in Chicago. Oh, oh that's right. That's
1: right. Yeah. I remember And saying that he, say he, yeah. um,
0: he got into bootlegging because he wanted more money. Right. And so he talks about bootlegging and then Amy goes, maybe it was whiskey he was standing in. Oh. Here's a couple of photos of how big of an operation it was back then. Holy sh... What? All of this? Yeah. And, you know, she had a sketch done. And so that's the one I sent you. Oh, okay. There's a mugshot of George and he's a lot younger, but it looks like him. It, it really does. Like if you aged him 40 years, yep, it looks like him. The eyes. Oh, the that same. sketch
1: is creepy.
0: I know it is. The nose is the same. Yep. So it's basically an older man. He yep. honestly looks like like he's in prison he's got a white shirt on with no collar Uh just a hard angry face just very pissed off and like like he's the boss and you're gonna do what he says or else he's got some bags under his eyes yeah he does well being a is tough yeah so carissa's really freaked out and she actually turns the sketch over she gets really freaked out by him so then Amy starts talking about another woman in her late teens. She said um, she couldn't get what she died from, but she got vomiting, nausea, diarrhea, fever. When she's around you, you would feel very sad or depressed. And she said she's trying to hold or hug the living. And so then Steve started talking about the two girls who, um, the Morrow sisters who died. Amanda Morrow and Electa, and they think it's Electa who's the one who's um, who's really latching onto people. So then she starts talking about Eric. She feels like he's losing his mind. And she hear, he hears the voices. She talks about him being touched. And Amy said, you know, she thinks that the young woman has formed cords into him. Oh. It's basically like siphoning off of his energy and, oh, and gross. doing really bad things to him. So then we move on to the biggest threat. Um, and that's the woman who was murdered. They'll, they'll see her in the shape of a shadow figure with red eyes. And that's when Terry talks about seeing her in the window of his daughter's room. She said they'll also would maybe see her as like a deformed spider kind of crawling around. And that's where Carissa says she sees stuff crawling on the floor and on the ceiling all of the time. She can touch, she can push, she can shove. She's very physical. And Amy actually talked about she wrapped her finger around Amy's throat and tried to choke her. And then that's when Carissa also told Amy about the scratch and how she felt like somebody was choking her. And then she, you know, had those scratches on her neck. She would affect the living emotionally. You'd be very angry. And then, or very, very sad. She said, it's one or the other.
2: Hmm.
0: And then Carissa says she'll be fine. And then she'll be in such a violent rage that she wants to tear somebody apart. And then Terry says that he and Carissa will snap at each other for no reason. And then, 20 minutes later, they're fine. And they don't even remember why they were snapping. She also saw her doing something dangerous in one of the bedrooms. And she said that she was on top of a a woman and like sucking the energy out of her. So she had a sketch drawn and that's the one I sent you. Mm -hmm. And it is. The lady in the bed. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then Carissa saw it and she breaks down crying. And she said, that's what mom looked like before she lost all that weight. Uh. She's, I mean, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that, so there's a lady laying in bed and mm-hmm. sleeping.
1: Sleeping. And the crawling onto the bed at the foot of the bed is some kind of a creature with mm-hmm. long scissors.
0: Yep. And hair that almost looks like fire. Yep. I was just going to say it looks like flame. And Amy drew her looking right at you. Like, the the person or the the entity is looking like right at us i
1: okay i see that white spot is an eyeball i thought that was like an ear or something
0: no those are two eyes oh yeah 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 i don't like that so it's almost like she like it knew amy was there Uh uh-huh She said, if it's allowed to continue, she will kill the person in the bed. And so Carissa has to stop. She walks away crying and and I don't fucking blame her. That's her mom. Yeah. It was so scary. That's awful. And so Steve is like, you know, it sounds like Carissa, you were afraid that someone was trying to kill your mom and you were exactly right. And I can't tell you what to do for that. I'll turn it over to Amy. And Amy said, well, you have a choice to make. You can move (gasps) or you can stay. And she said, if you stay, you need to vacate the premises. ASAP until a group of people can deal with the situation. Wow, She said the first thing they would do is remove the shadow with shadow woman. She said it would be really hard for them to do. And she said there's a 75% chance they'd be able to contain and remove her. Wow. But 25% chance they wouldn't be. The second thing that they would do is call the dead men to move on Ezekiel and his um, brother-in-law. But. To be able to get rid of George, they would actually have to go to Cincinnati because that's where he killed his wife. She didn't say what they would need to do in Cincinnati, but oh. she said that's where the group of people who would come to deal with the other three would have to go. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure they told them off air, but or like it didn't yeah. make it, but yeah. it didn't get. And then last, Eric would need the cords cut that the Pioneer girl has placed inside of him and attached to her to him. And Steve said, "You know, Amy, what would you do? Would you stay or move?" And Amy said, "Oh, I'd I'd probably move. I'd leave." And then she so Steve said, "Well, you've got a a tough choice to make." And Chris said, "Not really." She said it, she'll move. It's not worth staying. The chance is too big. And mm-hmm. then Terry said, I'm ready to move as far away as he can. Carissa said a building can be replaced. She said her kids can't and her yep. mom can't. Yep. However, we get a video update. Mm. After Amy and Steve left, Carissa said things got so much more dangerous. She <gasps> said the shadow woman had actually taken Carissa over, <gasps> intended to kill her mother and have carissa do it oh my god she said they had spirit mechanics come in and carissa had to have an exorcism performed on her
1: holy shit! she
0: said the rage is completely gone the house is brighter it's lighter and she said everybody is getting along in the video update it's carissa her daughter kira her son eric and her mother is there oh terry is not so It seems like they were able to get everything sorted out. I hope so. I hope so. But her mom is very, very thin. So she's lost a lot of weight due to this thing. Yeah. Wow. But even in the, I mean, Carissa looked a lot brighter. Yeah. Good. A lot better. Good. So yeah. Good episode. Maybe there's
1: more than one way to skin a cat, you know? Yeah yeah and get that team in there then you just just, yeah
0: yep yeah but i mean it must have been you know the spirits like got pissed off that amy was there maybe yeah maybe i mean sounded like they were all pretty bad you know how there's usually one that's just kind of there existing it didn't seem like any of these were yeah just existing they're all not great yikes so yeah not great good one yeah it was it was a good one yeah okay well thanks everybody yeah thanks for, for listening. listening and i guess Amy, i hope you enjoy my songs that i give you yeah i'll be able to listen to those tomorrow
1: The Activity Continues podcast is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is a part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. Nailed it. Oh, where'd we go? Come back. Uh All
2: by myself.
1: This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear.
2: Enjoy.